All right, welcome back to Six Pack Cinema. It's uh, May 10th, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about Marvel again, uh, actors getting honored, and we're going to, of course, do some throwing stock. Today is just Dave and I. Jimmy's off doing his Yankee thing. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell the truth. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right, so <laughs> last weekend's box office, May 3rd through the 5th, Avengers Endgame yet again hit triple-digit millions with $147 million, bringing their domestic total to 621. We'll get into the big numbers after that. Uh, second place was The Intruder, debuting at $10.8 million. Uh, third was Longshot, debuting at 9.7. And fourth place was uh, a debut, Ugly Dolls, debuting at... Yeah, fuck, I, I lost it. So, And then fifth is Captain Marvel again. Uh, Ugly Dolls. I hadn't heard of that, did you? I had seen it, like, trailers, I forget what I saw. I saw something recently that was more kid-friendly. Oh, Shazam. Okay. It was a yeah. Shazam. Al Gadol's is a kid's movie. My uh, brother-in-law went, and he said, yeah, it was terrible, but, I mean, the kids liked it. Yeah. And he was debating trying to go into, you know, Avengers IMAX, but he didn't have three hours to kill. <laughs> so. I, um, I'm excited for Longshot, though. I've heard really good things about it from have the people you? who have seen it. Yeah. I'm surprised Intruder uh, beat it out. To be honest. Me too, because that's that one with um, Dennis Quaid, right? I mean, Dennis Quaid is great. But yeah, but that that's the one where like he moved out of the house and he's like stalking him. Yeah, he sold his house as like I guess he built it and then he just refuses to leave. He mows their lawn. He freaks out on people to help like work on the house. He's he's a creep. Okay. And maybe a killer. Who knows? I feel like that'll be a solid like in four and a half months. I'm gonna watch that on like a rainy Sunday. Oh, it's on a great HBO. HBO movie. Yeah. It's good. Perfect. Taylor made for HBO. <laughs> Long shot, probably too. So wait, do you think Avengers Endgame is going to pass Avatar? Absolutely. I don't I do. know. All right, so it's so it's get, so almost it's, a it has to get like almost another billion to pass it. All right, see, this is a thing. It's uh, this is after four weeks or three weeks, right? This was this was the second weekend. This was the second weekend. Yes. So it's only been like this weekend Holy will be shit. the third I mean, weekend. It took it took Avatar six weeks to make it up to that. No, no, I I agree. Yeah, so they've already, I, they're actually like way past where Avatar was at this point. The problem though is Avatar released in the middle of December and nothing good came out until April that year, the following mm -hmm. year. So it was in theaters for four months with no competition. This long shot wasn't really a big thing, but Detective Pikachu comes out this weekend. Uh, you, I think I mean you can't say that's going to be a heavy hitter against. Endgame. That's bigger. That's bigger in the Asian markets than all the Marvel movies. Valid. Okay. Uh, then I think there's Aladdin, which will be big. Like even though I'm not super excited about it, it's it, that's going to make a shit ton of money. And then Godzilla comes out the week or so after that, and then there's something else. Like it's starting the summer blockbuster season. It's not going to have a long runway, so I think it's actually going to fall short. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so what, wait, what's the actual numbers on it, though? Do you know offhand? It's at 2.2. It's at 2.2, and what's, the, what's Avatar's? I think 2.9. No, no, I don't think it is. It's either 2.9 or 2.8. It's up. No, there. I thought it was, like, lower. than I thought it was, like, 
2.71. That's it. I don't think so. Well, I mean, they domestically over a weekend, Avengers just hit $150 million over a weekend. That's a few days. I mean, I, I, I do think that they have the legs okay, to, to yeah. run, oh, run this up. Yeah, Avatar is 2.78, so $2.8 okay. Sure. And we're at 2.2, so they need point. I can do math. Yeah, two uh, point six. I have another six hundred million dollars. Easy, right? I don't. We'll see. I think if next, like this I time mean, next week, if Avengers beats out Detective Pikachu for opening weekend, I think it'll pass it. If Detective I, Pikachu takes a big enough chunk that it's first, I don't think it'll pass it. Because then it's just a snowball effect each weekend that more and more big movies are coming out. And also, Pikachu isn't isn't uh, releasing worldwide all at once. That, that, that right. Usually, I, China markets are like a week afterwards. I know Japan; it opened already. Okay. I think last week was Japan. This week is here, and then the following weekend it'll be worldwide. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, how long do you think it's going to take Avengers to get out of the top ten box office? Dude, I mean, they're going to be around beginning for, of July, but I think this, 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 they'll, they'll eat away at it. I don't know. We'll see. I hope you're right. I want it. I'm, to guar- I'm guaranteeing it. All right, what what happens if they don't then? If it's a guarantee, um, I you got to do something if you're guaranteeing it. I will, I will quit. That's how strongly I feel because you know <laughs> why? Because James Cameron believes that that they've uprooted him entirely. No, that that all right. We're all right. Let's get into the first thing because I have a very you're different knee deep in the first thing, it. man. Yeah. So go on. I just told you, James Cameron tweeted out a uh, congratulations to Kevin Feige. Fe- Feige. Feige. Yeah, uh, at Marvel, with the the tweet was a image of which is awesome. The Avengers logo becoming like being an iceberg in the ocean, and Titanic like being thrown out of the water from it. So says you... to Kevin, it says to Kevin and everybody at Marvel, an iceberg sank the real Titanic. It took the Avengers to sink my Titanic. Everyone here at Lightstorm Entertainment salutes your amazing achievement. You've shown that the movie industry is not only alive and well; it's bigger than ever. Jim Jim Cameron. You changed his name from James Cameron to Jim. I don't like that. So you want to know why I don't think this is him admitting defeat? It's him being a petty bitch. Because only a, there, there's only Titanic. Well, yeah, there, there's like a very long history. Normally, it's him and Spielberg like taking these out in newspapers and like congratulating one another. They've done it like seven times now. They also did it with Jurassic World, and it only happens once like the movie's run is over and like they're like steadily lost. Him doing mm-hmm. it now is being like, well, you beat Titanic, but you're not going to fucking beat Avatar, or else he has to do it again. So he just mm-hmm. doesn't think they're going to beat Avatar. Oh, man. I I think he's like, yeah, you guys did well with your second place trophy. Because he, he even released a thing today saying how superhero movies are awful, and he thinks the general public hates them now. Well, the general the public same day hates he Trump, too, this. but he still won. Yeah, I know, same, but like... like it's... It, the, the general public is a finicky little bunch. I, I mean, this is two weeks. Two weeks and it took Avatar. Say, I understand what you're saying, that the, the strength wasn't there, but... Well, no, I, mean, I, I think he thinks, like, of course it's not going to beat Avatar. Like, he is a cocky motherfucker who hates superhero movies and thinks they suck. Like, he doesn't... Also he, like, this was disingenuous of him. Okay, yeah, you're right. He's absolutely cocky, and I think he's delusional, too, because they, they released the uh, schedule for uh, the next four Avatar movies. They're going to be producing th- these things till 2027, which... I mean, we knew that was happening, though. That's no, not... I know that, but just seeing it on paper or an actual timeline, I just I have 
zero, absolute zero interest in seeing a sequel to that movie. See, I, I'm in the same boat where like, I'm like, I don't really care about Avatar, but I also trust James Cameron. He's put out nothing, <laughs> but like, know him. <laughs> but no, but like his movie record is nothing but blockbusters that are like fantastic. A while He's the first ago. person to do back-to-back billion-dollar movies. Okay. Or back-to-back two billion. He was first person to back-to-back billion dollars and first person to back-to-back two billion. What were those movies? The Avatar and Titanic. Oh, so they're, you, you're lumping the one billions in there, too? Yeah. I suppose. Uh, what and, the, like, what's for both of those to be original properties, too. Like, what Endgame's doing is amazing, out of this world. Love that movie. But that was like a 22-movie series. Both of those were original one-off movies that made that much. He knows what he's doing when it comes to movies. I may hate his takes on theater and shit, but the man's a genius when it comes to making movies. Okay, so um, I'm looking up what he's done else, and he's done – it says he's done Aliens. Yep. And Terminator. Yep. It's pretty good. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's – Alita Battle Angel? Boo. They can't all he be winners. Well, he didn't do that one. He produced it. True Lies? Not bad. He really loves Schwarzenegger, huh? Yeah, they're like best friends. Evidently. There is some bad shit in here, too. Yeah, but now you're going back like 40 years. No, that's 2003. Ghost of the Abyss. I think he didn't direct that. Are you looking at all his shit or just what he directed? Because he didn't uh, well, direct Alita or Ghosts. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I can't trust Google anymore. <laughs> All right, let me go director. I'm looking at IMDb. Okay. Trustworthy. Uh, Terminator Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, True Lies, T2, 3D, All the Titanic, Earthship t- TV movie, okay. Dark Angels, Ghost of the Abyss, Documentary. What? Uh, yeah, no, he's got a fucking killer record. I know. Whatever. Uh, but he's old. And I don't like him. <laughs> I think he's getting a little cocky. And, uh, he's an old man yelling at clouds because he thinks the Avengers are stupid. And he's like, oh, well, congratulations, you won't beat Avatar. Yes, they will. They're going to beat Avatar. And I'm going to say they'll, they'll beat it out by, not this weekend, next weekend. So four, four weeks they'll beat Avatar. Guaranteed. She ain't guaranteed. Okay. It, it, you got to do something if they don't. What should I do? Get a six-pack cinema tattoo. Yes, I will. Oh, my. Are you serious? All right. Yes, I will. Absolutely. Cool. I'm just so... I can't believe I'm rooting against the Avengers now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Okay. I'm going to give it, like, honestly, on Saturday when Shannon listens to this, I'm I'm dead. But, yeah, it's going to happen. Cool. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm so excited. Alright, uh moving on. Avengers Endgame is going to stream exclusively on Disney Plus on December eleventh. We all knew this was coming. They already announced last year that their deal with Netflix was ending and the Marvel movies weren't gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Of course they're gonna put the biggest movie ever on their streaming platform, like right after it launches. I'm just more excited the fact that it's gonna be uh on streamable at December eleventh. That's yeah. pretty good. That's, oh, yeah, that's pretty quick, too. I mean, it's uh, seven, eight months away. Yeah. So it's not that quick, but it just makes me feel happy about it. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like normally it would, it would probably go up around, like, September, October. Mm-hmm. But 
they're not doing their deal with Netflix anymore, and then their platform's launching in November, and they yep. probably want to like let the platform launch. Get make the sure ride there's no the first kinks wave. That, yeah, there's no kinks in it. The people are signing up for Star Wars and the other Marvel shows and all that. And then a month when people are like, oh, maybe I should cancel, drop Endgame. Why not? That's that's a good plan. It's gonna be great. I mean, they got me already. I, I yeah, they don't they they don't need to wait, but I get why they they're gonna do it. So, shout out Disney for taking over the world. Makes a lot of sense to me. They make good decisions. I think that guy deserves every bit of a sixty-two million dollar salary. <laughs> uh, moving on, Dave Chappelle is going to receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor from the Kennedy Center, honoring his career achievements in comedy. It feels weird giving Dave Chappelle uh, an honor from the Kennedy Center. I don't know. I feel like oh, he deserves it. He deserves it. But I mean, yeah. I, I would love to see him put like the his his uh, Chappelle show clips up on the on the big screen when he. Get... <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, there's so many offensive things that, you could, that they throw up there. Him him pretending to be old white people being honored by white people. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. No. I. I... He deserves it, along with the next one, which is Paul Rudd's also getting an award. Screw you for taking my, my thing. No, I was That's just, my well, You said we were grouping them together. I was just saying, yeah, I, I, said I agree I was both of them. them deserve this. Yes. Well, I'm going to... God damn it, Go Dave. On. I put my, put my name in front of for a reason. Paul Rudd is going to receive the Career Achievement Award at the Maui Film Festival. The fact that it's Maui Film Festival made me laugh out loud. Oh yeah, no, I'm, and he a hundred percent said, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll get this award just to get." I'm sure they're flying him out to Maui for it. Uh, remember um, that breakup movie? God damn it, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, when he was the Maui guy out there. Was his name Maui? No, he wasn't. Go he wasn't they, because they weren't they weren't in Maui. But um, no, he no, he had he had some stupid like, Hawaiian name like that. Oh yeah. Like Oshana or something. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, when I moved out of here, man, I stopped wearing a watch. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, my phone has my clock. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is weather. <laughs> I love him. He is, and for 50 years old, he's still a perfect 20-year-old stoner. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just a happy-looking guy. He just hasn't aged, and it's, it makes me a little upset because I've already noticed my hairline receding and all that. Oh, buddy, you should have seen me 10 years ago. I had lush hair. <laughs> this is, my my hairline is rocketing back to the back of my head. You should probably just shave it, go all in. I was very close to doing that before. I support that. Too. No. You should shave no. it and get the six-packs in my tattoo. <laughs> no. All right, moving on. Detective Pikachu has enough adult outtakes to make an R-rated version Although Ryan Reynolds says that's not happening because they want to keep Pokemon like family and kid friendly. There better be like a B side to that Blu-ray. I like I I really want to see the R-rated version, but I feel like there's no way they're ever gonna release it because well, like, Nint- Nintendo it? is like so hard on like protecting this brand. It's the biggest money maker they have. Well, why would they film it then? I think because it's it's not like film it. It's like, I'm just joking around in a voice recording studio. So, like, it's just recorded, and then they, like... Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yep. So the lines are different. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great to see. I mean, Pikachu was hilarious. Yes. With Ryan Reynolds' voice. Well, have you seen the YouTube video of Pikachu with Danny DeVito's voice? Yeah. That was the teaser or the, the test footage, right? Well, it wasn't. That was just, like, a popular video but then it came out 
when they were like testing voices for Pikachu before they decided on Ryan Reynolds, they ended up cutting in also like some Danny DeVito audio to see if it fit. And they were like, this is hilarious, but it's not Pokemon brand safe. Yeah. Frank Reynolds does not mean, does not represent Pokemon. <laughs> you just see Detective Pikachu yelling about the horse. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, Watchmen official teaser teaser trailer came out for uh, HBO. I got to be honest, I was not really enthused about the Watchmen series up until this point because I just the movie was okay. It was good. Movie was fine. It was weird. Um, this tra- this teaser trailer made me if it made me feel like I was watching a different version of The Dark Knight. Yeah, I am. Right? I was very like indifferent to the series as well. And then I read like a couple of months ago that, that it wasn't just a retelling of Watchmen. It was going to be like a continuation of the book set farther in the timeline. And I was like, that could be cool. Yeah. And then I saw this teaser. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm going to watch this. So the Rorschach guys, they're like a cult now. Yeah, I assume. Because remember in the movie, in the comic, um, he, his like diary is published at the end. Yeah. So I assume yeah, he, this is like, sure a was like a lot of like, like weird shit in there. Yeah, and I'm sure this is a cult that's trying to like live by his manifesto. That's a bad. That's a bad way. Oh yeah. Um, but more importantly than that, I mean, the imagery of them all like doing TikTok uh, in the church pews or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. But then the cops having the uh, the yellow like handkerchief covering their face. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the 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 visuals in this trailer was stunning. Yeah, I like that it's such like a weird world too because it feels yes. just off kilter enough from yes. our, the real world but it's not too weird where it's like you know blade runner weird well i mean i love blade runner weird i know but you know what i mean is that that's yeah, yeah. A, a weird different world no yeah this is weird comic booky, not blade mm-hmm. runner so I'm, I'm excited about that when's that coming out G- july i think august maybe august okay. maybe july because i know they tip- they typically like release teasers like only a little bit before they drop the show I know. So I'm excited about that. Another show to watch. Maybe we'll do a series on that. Who knows? Ooh. Uh, okay. So did you watch Game of Thrones this week, Dave? I, I did. I did watch it. And I, I wasn't here last week. I listened to the episode, though, and I agree with Sheehan. Or not Sheehan. With Jimmy. That oh. it was just, like, not that great of an episode. And he made a comment that was like, I'm surprised, like, Dave agreed with me. Like, all the diehard book fans, I feel like, would love it. And that's actually the opposite. Like everyone I know that read the books, no, hated. no, no. What he, what he what he said was that you like everything. I don't like everything, though. <laughs> You're a happy guy. You like what you watch. Whatever. I, mean, I feel like that's more you. I have the low, like the most lowest ratings out of us. I know. But you're extremists. You're either you love yeah, it or you hate it. I, either I love it or I hate it. And I mm-hmm. think I said this to you earlier today, and it was all fair, so I'll repeat it now. And I. I've been a huge fan of the books, huge fan of the show, and I've been okay for a long time that the show is just not going to be as good as the books. The books are phenomenal, and I understand a one-in-a-million shot. But this season has felt like the show's not even living up to itself. Yeah, that was a good point that you made. <laughs> You're so right. And it just it's... it sucks, because like, when they try, they can write original stuff incredibly well like there's a ton of scenes throughout the first four seasons that they added that flush out the characters even more than the books did and episode two this season is in my top five game of Thrones episodes yeah but and, see, it, they, and it had a different writer 
it had but a they, guest writer they for did that try. episode. They did try in episode three. I don't think they did. Financially, they tried. Fina- financially, they did. But and I don't think they Technically, they tried, but the, the like, writers maybe. It's, it's... Yeah, the showrunners so, just didn't. They, they said they decided on Arya just because it would be a cool twist to not follow the prophecies. Like, that's a shitty reason to do that. Yeah, if you, if you me, can you... write it a better way, great. All right, you, you sent me a link uh, talking about the showrunners and how basically they're the only ones in the world that wanted this one to end and also end the way it was doing. Like, HBO wanted more. Uh, fans wanted more. The actors were all on board for more. It's just, and the HBO was like, "We'll give you, we'll throw money at you. Just keep it going." Yeah, they basically gave them a blank check. George R. R. Martin has said, like he understands that the show can't go on indefinitely, but he's like, they probably need like three to five more seasons to really flesh everything out the right way. Even the fact that the, that if they wanted the cap it at eight seasons, I can get behind that. But they cut it short. Like each each the past two seasons have been six episodes, right? Yeah. So as opposed season to the, the typical six was ten, seven, I think, or yep. eight, and then last season was seven, and then this one is six, and they've even said like they were willing to pay for more episodes or more seasons, and the showrunners are just like, no, nah, I'm done. So with the, it. the the showrunners just they straight up don't give a shit anymore. That's what it they seems clearly. Like. They, I mean, yeah, they don't. They don't. Yeah. Watching this this trash episode that we just saw last week. What was the name of? Do you know offhand? Uh the last of the Starks. Last of Starks, it was such hot garbage. I almost fell asleep during it. We the had scene, three, the scene three where Rhaegel, four, the three or four scenes in a row of like, all right, it was proposal, then it was sex scene, sex scene. It was just awkward, weird shit that it, you well, don't really see. Like, and not that like, we see sex in, in Game of Thrones it, all the time. It's just it's but so it was just, it's done so poorly. I know. And like the the scene where they remind Danny. That there is the largest naval fleet in the world is still against them. And then the next scene is her dragon being shot down despite her being in the air and it being a beautiful day and she didn't see this army mm-hmm. coming at her for some reason. And you're like, well, maybe there was some reason. The after credits thing, like the a- or not after credits, the after the show thing with the showrunners were like, yeah, no, she just forgot about that army. It's not that's a good, that's not a, that's not, that's not an answer. And especially when the scene before it was them reminding her about that army. They don't. They, I'm getting so mad online about it. No, it's, just, it's, more it's so frustrating. Just, yeah. It this, was is so gonna, good. this is going to finally be like, uh, was it unseat Dexter as the worst final season? Ever. I think it will. So I don't know if you uh, follow like the online theories and all that that much. I don't actually. About this. The, apparently, it's come out after this past episode that someone who like leaked plot stuff is like right. I haven't read it, but a friend of mine did, and he said, prepare for this to be worse than Dexter. It's just Holy a dumpster shit. fire coming. I love the thing you sent me. It was a streamable um, little clip of, of red carpet shit on the premiere, and they were asking like the the actors like how they liked the last the last season. What was it Kate Harrington said disappointing? Mm-hmm. And then they had, uh, they had Daenerys, they had uh, Missandei, Grey Worm, yeah. and Grey Worm together, and... and their facial expressions when they asked how they felt about it was like asking them if they were going to go kiss that ugly guy in the corner. Yeah, and like when those clips first came out, everyone was like, oh, they're like joking because it's the end of the show and they don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. No, they were serious. This last season is a dumpster fire. You, they, well, they asked Daenerys if like, are you happy with how it ended? And she's like, I'm so happy. And she's it's, like, best season awesome. ever. Yeah, but best like season in a ever. very cringy, like clearly just wants this question to go away. Way. 
it's it's so i mean at what point do you like do you sue these people for ruining everything like ruining my life i just started having game of thrones watch parties at my house this this year it's been trash it's been terrible <laughs> that's hilarious i've never done a watch party for it really yeah, um, you know, it's, but I'm getting me, all you people. Me and some friends are doing it for the finale, just because we getting, know we're gonna uh, want to bitch about it, so we're gonna drink wine and talk shit about Game of Thrones. Yeah, getting your friends in a room together and then wondering, is my projector like broken? Can I just not see the the light bulb burn out? What? Why can't I see anything? Oh, it's just fucking these showrunners and the cinematographers with the head up their ass. It's stupid. Yeah. Right? We all all of us almost fell asleep on the couch last weekend because it was, it, it was there was there it was the point where okay when they, they shot the dragon. Out of the sky. I thought that was a dream at first. Just that was the okay. way it was shot. It was it was a lot of action. There was it, you like I got up. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. We're gonna jump into a little bit of battle early, and it was over within five minutes, not even. And then destroyed the ships, and then we we sunk right back into the the lame, dull bullshit of talking like, ooh, well we're still gonna go uh, unseat Cersei. We should probably do a little, uh, you know, thinking, and, and we don't want to upset everyone. Like it's just, it's just, it makes us like. Also, why would they just capture Missandei? They have mm-hmm. all of her advisors there. Yeah. But instead, so, they how, just capture the one person who's the least important to her war council. Unbelievable. It's, it's like they they're they're rushing through plots. They're like being careless and haphazard with rushing, but weirdly and oddly at the same time the. The dialogue is so casual and like, like they're dragging their feet through the yeah. thought. They're dragging their feet through thought process of the show, like on screen. But the the showrunners are like shoving them down the hall, like rushing towards the end. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic we're watching it's, where nothing makes sense. It's mind boggling. And one of the things that pisses me off a lot too is how they've treated Euron. Because in the show, he's just like he just shows up to destroy armies and then disappear again and like travels all over the world in ways that shouldn't even work. He's so cool in the books. He has a Valerian steel suit of armor. He has like blood mages tied to his ship, like trying to raise krakens from the ocean. He has a horn that can bind dragons to him. It like he's just this ultimate badass. Who and like there's hints he was like a failed three eye raven and like he's going to be working with the others. And they just throw none of that in the show. They yeah, he's, he's basically all that and make him a weird pirate. He's Jack Sparrow, but way shittier. Jack Sparrow yeah. was entertaining. I love Jack Sparrow. That's an insult to Jack Sparrow. I take it back. <laughs> it's it's just uh, ending. I I'm. We're, I mean, there's not much more you can say about. It. We're the, just the end of off. that Ringer article I sent you summed it up perfectly. Where I'm just watching to finish it now. I've. Yep. I've committed seven or eight years of my life to this. I'm gonna watch the last two and a half, two episodes, and yeah. be done with it. And what? What's her face? And there is. She said that the. She said the fifth episode. Watch out! It's gonna be great. I mean, I can't take her seriously. I, I maybe she. Well, she didn't say. She didn't say watch out. It's gonna be great. She said it's big. That's it. And like everyone was like, what if oh, she's lying? it'll be bit. No, I think it's gonna be like another just big battle. Maybe she was paid to say that. <laughs> I mean, she is. Like, any anytime they're promoting these things, it's you got to take what they say with so a grain of salt. I have no enthusiasm over Sunday night. None. No, I dread it. I, I came very close to reading the spoilers today just because I, like, maybe it'll help me, like, prepare for the disappointment. But I came to, I was like, it's two weeks. It's like this weekend and next week I can I can make it without reading that and just suffer through this. I mean, you're two episodes out. You can't 
ruin it just yet. It's 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 a weird spot to be in. Nobody's happy. Nobody. No. Except for the showrunners, apparently. They're just They don't give a fuck. They got they're done. Oh, here's something too. Do you think they're gonna lose their Star Wars movies over this? Because they're supposed to do a whole trilogy of Star Wars movies after this. I think they should. I they think show, they, they might. Shows, they I don't think care they half the this because they just wanted to be done with it so they could do movies. And it's going to show, and Disney's had no problem firing people who are going to work on Star Wars movies. They, they've like Of the four movies, they fired like six directors. I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, I think in the fact that The Ringer and like Esquire is writing about this means it's not just like book nerd fans anymore. Like it's the general way public has that. been this show sucks this season. This is going to be like um what a thesis for every like film major. Yeah. The 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 decline of Game of Thrones. You know, you know what sucks too cuz a lot of the people who I know who have read the leaks have said it's like Dexter where it just like shits the bed in the end so hard. Mm-hmm. But Dexter, the first 4 seasons are so good and you could stop after season 4 and it's a reasonable point where like you can just like, all right, that was the show. So season four to... was was Trinity, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, like, that was the that was the ultimate best season of any kind of television. No, a hundred percent. But like, you could end with that last episode of that they season, have. They and have. you don't need anything else. It like wraps up decently enough. The they problem with Game it. of Thrones is the first four seasons are also amazing, but there's no like end point where you're like, okay, that's how the world was. They're always building to something else. So I'm I'm never going to rewatch Game of Thrones because I know I mean, that it's leading to this. And I mean, it's seventy six hours, right? It will be, yeah. Who has that time? Yeah, that's nobody's true. got that kind of time. And like, I I did a rewatch for this season, and I didn't finish it, but I think that hurt me a little bit too because I only finished through season four, and then I jumped into this season, and I was like, oof, this is not as good as it used to be. Yeah. All right, I think we're. I mean, we're just shitting on it. We can we can shit in this all day long. I know. I like everyone. I said, I'm, I'm mad online. I just so, I, I'm so upset at what they did to this. But I want to switch gears. Oh, switch right. gears into a happier show. We we both watched this week this week. Um, HBO's new bright shining star. It's a mini series. Uh, Chernobyl. It was horrifying. So good though. Horrifying. I just I I didn't I didn't lean back in my chair at all. I was upright. Staring, it just couldn't couldn't break away. It's amazing. It's yeah, so too. I so like, powerful. I threw it on like just being like, all right, I'll throw this on, and then like after five minutes, I started it over and like put my phone away. I was like, okay, I'm watching this. This is incredible. Mm. Did I text you? I was like 26 minutes in. This is the best thing ever. Yeah, and I I was like, all right, sure, Sheen, because I was watching something. Else. I was watching the movie we were reviewing on Monday. Tune in, Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, whatever. And then the next night. I threw it on and I was like, "Holy shit!" Sheehan was right. This is very good. I mean, it's it's some of the best television I've ever seen, and it's just it, what makes it so horrifying and and interesting at the same time is it's real. This actually happened. It's it's in our yeah, lifetime. I was, I was uh, listening to some like behind right the before scenes our stuff, and a lot of the like the dialogue, even from when they're in the control room, mm-hmm. is verbatim dialogue of what was said in that control room that night. Yeah, they were very they were very like. Too accurate. Too because yeah. the first episode was the accident, the 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 core exploding. Yeah, it, if you, the core explodes. At if we okay, so back it up. If people who don't know what Chernobyl is, and you're idiots. I mean, it's it's the uh, the nuclear power plant that uh, the the core exploded and gave everyone super high radiation. 
and it's a it's a war it's it's a still disaster zone right you can go and visit it now through like tourist things it's like radiation has died down enough but you have to like wear a radiation suit you can only be there for a couple hours things like yeah, that it's, it's like it's like it's still higher than a cat scan kind of level radiation oh yeah and like the, the it's actually super interesting there's photo albums online where you can go and look at it and see like the wildlife has just grown over this town and it's Weird. Really interesting because like plants are all mutated. Sometimes there'll be like weird like animals with like an extra head or an extra eye. Mm-hmm. It looks like something out of like the Fallout video games. It was crazy. I mean, the, the these everyone knew something was wrong on the outside. Like the 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 people who were close by and the the firefighters just said like, "Wow, do you taste metal? What's that's that about?" And the, the guy he picked then, up a rock, and then all of a sudden, like later on in the show, the, his took his glove off, and he was like. He had sears in his skin from where he picked up the rock. Yeah, because that was that was part of that was the graphite that was holding in the core. So it was like the second most radiated thing there. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is, like people thought, like oh, something doesn't seem right. But it's wild because like nowadays you hear, oh, like nuclear plants on fire, go the other fucking way. Get out of dodge. Back yeah. then, though, people just genuinely didn't know that this was possible. Well, it was so and, it was so new. Oh yeah, it was so new and especially in the Soviet state, they genuinely, in their hearts, believed in the state. And so they were like, well, they, they wouldn't let us die. Like, clearly, if something was wrong, they would evacuate us. Mm-hmm. And I think a really telling moment is when you see... He played Master Maester Lewin on Game of Thrones, the old guy in that yep. town hall meeting. Yep. He, like, slams his staff down, and, like, you think, like, oh, all right, fuck yeah, we're going to get, like, whatever is Kane, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> he's not an emperor. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's slamming it down, and you're like, we're going to get this rousing speech. The music starts swelling up, and he just gives the speech on how they need to cut communication, and the state is, like, the state, and we all work for the state, and Lenin wouldn't let us down. Yeah, so the, people don't, the people don't know what's don't, good for them. Yeah. And then the audience reacts, like, he did give a rousing speech, and it hit me afterwards, I was like... They they genuinely believed in this, and that was a rousing speech to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's sick. Yeah, I mean, and immediately following that, the the guy come in who was actually like surveying the damage around the building. He's like, buddy, it, the core exploded. We can't we can't pump water through the core because it's not there. He says, you're mm-hmm. wrong. There's no chance. How does that? He's like, you're you're a nuclear uh, physicist. How does the core explode? Because I don't. Are you an idiot? Because I don't, I don't know how it explodes. Do you know? He's like, no. He says, but there's graphite all over the ground. He says, there is no graphite on the ground. <laughs> and I, again, I, I listened to, because HBO and NPR also released like a companion series to this where they talk mm-hmm. about like more behind the scenes stuff. And they said a lot of these people were just went so quickly to denial. Because it couldn't happen if, to them. It, yeah. If, it, if they accepted that it happened, they were dead men walking and potentially the entire continent was going to be dead. And so they just couldn't mentally grasp that. It was just too enormous for them. So they just said, nope, that, that can't be what happened. It has to be the easier option. And the guys closest to him were literally melting from the inside out. <sighs> yeah. How Some of those scenes, though, like when he turned over the body and his whole face was just melting. Yeah. Or that poor bastard who held, held the, the, um, the door open, the door, the automatic closing door. Mm-hmm. He had to hold it open. And then, like, once he left to go, he looked at his, like, thigh and it was like just blood pouring out of his entire thigh he's like what yeah imagine oh. it's, it, it's every every moment was horrifying and what was beautifully terrible at the end was how they they panned out over from the uh 
um, the power plant. It was downwind, and you could see like a, a stream of of dead trees, and and like and and it shows all the people are out having a good time, and kids going to school, and kids walking to school, and then a dead bird falls out of the sky next to kids. It's just like these poor bastards have no idea what's going to them, and the government failed them so heavily. Yeah, it's it's. it's it really happened. It's funny. One of the things in the companion series that uh, the creator of the show said he, uh, that I really loved was that this could only happen in a Soviet country, like this catastrophe, but the solution could have only happened then too because he said we'll see it more throughout like the series. These people were so about a cause, the state, that after they finally accepted what was happening – Thousands of people just gave up their lives to make sure it would stop and to protect the rest of the world. And Ooh, spoilers. They, well, <laughs> the world's not over. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the, think about it like the person who at the end of the thing walked up, who's forced up, and he knows there's no core there, and he knows looking into it will be a death sentence. He's got to do but it. But it, yeah, it's his job. And even though he knows he's going to die, he has to go up there and say, look into it, and so he can turn back to his superiors and say, no, the core is gone. Mm-hmm. And there's just hundreds of thousands of people who did that. And it, like that wouldn't happen in another country where there was more freedom because they would be like, fuck that, I'm just getting out of here to save myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, the whole The whole situation is crazy. The it's it's a must watch. I'm labeling it that right now. It's must watch. Uh, our guy from the terror is seems to be the lead going forward. Yeah, Jared Harris. Jared Harris, love him. Everything love him. does. He was in Mad Men, The Terror. Now this, he's just he's incredible. He's crushing it. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna uh, wrap it up on that one. Oh, sorry. Movie releases coming out this week. Uh, the Hustle with Rebel Wilson. Boo. Looks funny. No, it looks looks kind of funny. It looks like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh yeah, it's a remake of it. Yeah, but they, 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 I need to tell people that because the hustle is not the same name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu is coming out. We're going to actually watch that and review it next week. Yes, yeah, so not this me. Monday, following week. Yeah, this Monday we're reviewing Extremely Shocking. Something wickedly vile. Shockingly vile. I don't know. It's a lot of words. It's, the Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. I still I cannot get that title right. Cannot. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. Tolkien's coming out. It's for those fucking nerds who like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. It's this true story about the guy who wrote it. Cool. I that, mean, he lived a wild life. He fought in World War One. Cool. So a lot of people did. A, yeah. a, a good number of people fought in World War One. How many of them went on to write acclaimed fantasy series? Uh, Only two. J.K. J. Rowling. That's not true. But Tolkien That's... and uh, C.L. Lewis did. All right. Uh, and then on Netflix has Wine Country. I mean, that kind of looked that looked better than The Hustle to me. Yeah, it's like Tina Fey and all like those female comedians like from her generation doing uh, a. They're called comedians, Dave. That's what I said. You said female comedians. Whatever. Mm, sexist. <laughs> on that one, we're gonna end the episode. Check us out next uh, on Monday. We're reviewing extremely. Shockingly evil, extremely wicked, and vile. I think I got it. I think I did it. Uh, Jimmy's going to join us for that one. Uh, check us out again on Friday for uh, headliners again. And we'll go watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Follow us at, at Six Pack Cinema on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And 
Our website is sixpackcinemapodcast.com. Or johnboymedia.com. Johnboymedia.com. All right. And that's words, Dave. Love y'all. There you go. See you guys later.